Welcome to the Grinrod PR Podcast. I'm Chris. It's been great to see the resurgence of vinyl albums and even cassettes come back on the market after years of digital domination. We all wanted the cleaner and crisper sound that only came from digital, such as no scratched records, no hiss, no popping, no tapes breaking, or having to respool a cassette with a pencil. Now, this may sound all very foreign if you've never had to experience this, but there was a time not too long ago when this was very common. I can still remember the early days in my radio career using razor blades to edit reel-to-reel tape and keeping a very small piece of paper as a placeholder on the reel to mark the spot for my last program that I aired. Now, inevitably, what would happen was when I'd rewind the reel-to-reel deck backwards, the tape would go whirring at a breakneck pace, and you'd see this little piece of paper fly off and go airborne. <laughs> so much for being efficient. Inevitably, a listener would call up the station and ask us why we were airing last week's program again. These days, we use digital audio workstation programs like Audacity or Adobe Audition to edit radio audio, the broadcast equivalent of Pro Tools for Musicians. I remember owning a CD copy of an early digital audio program called Cool Edit Pro and using it to edit audio for radio. It saved most everything to WAV files that were really large, and then it required me to convert the audio to MP3 so it was usable for playback in the automation system. That was incredibly time-consuming. Back when I did production work for Transworld Radio in 1999... I had the opportunity to live on the island of Bonaire, and we used reel-to-reels for playback into the automation system for airing. I would forward through the reel to the end of the program and then add just a little tone that was inaudible but signaled the reel-to-reel player to stop at the end. Again, it was very analog and very time-consuming. I made a suggestion that we digitally record the whole program into the automation system and skip using the reels. It was implemented and saved a lot of hassle. Now, I still remember this one time seeing a reel-to-reel tape actually fall off the machine when the program was still airing and the spool of tape was bouncing around on the floor. It was surreal to say the least. I also saw a tape program that was airing completely stop and turn off because a sound effect on the audio drama tricked the automation into thinking that the program was actually over. I do not miss those days. We used to have all of our commercials on analog tapes called carts that looked like an 8-track tape. Again, it was another old school reference here. The audio would be recorded directly onto the cart, which ranged anywhere from 30 seconds in length to up to 5 to 10 minutes, depending on whether you were adding a commercial or a public service announcement or a song. I also remember very well an event in 1990 when I was living in Bryan, Ohio. It was called the Sesquicentennial, celebrating 150 years of the city. We had a big event downtown that recognized the history of the event. I think the governor was there. And I was on the air back at the station as a board operator while our WBNO general manager, Luke Thaman, was downtown broadcasting at the event. Okay, so we were sold out on commercial time, and these carts were stacked up three high in multiple piles at the station. And I remember very well, Luke would talk about the event, and then he'd put a commercial spot break back to me. 
the challenge happened when he would ask for specific sponsors to be played with no notice or knowledge to me what he was calling for. That was stressful to say the least. I also helped coordinate live remote broadcasts for special events when I worked at WLCC Country 104.5. We did everything from recycling events to charitable events for hospice care and live football play-by-play broadcasts, both home and away, using an analog remote receiver that's called a Marty unit and a digital ISDN line for phone call broadcasts. Now, this was way before today's all-digital world and ease of communication. I actually still remember going through the local newspaper to find concert announcements because there was no World Wide Web. It's amazing sometimes to think of how much we accomplished using analog technology. You adapt and you do the best you can. I miss some of those moments, but I have no desire to go backwards. We need to keep being creative and develop fresh content, whether it's a podcast or music. Keep your vision and focus on the moment at hand and give your best. Some of my favorite moments are listening to brand new music from independent artists, fresh and creating new pathways. I have over 30 years of PR experience and can definitely help you promote your music, band or label. Contact me today, Chris at chrisgrinrodpr.com. Make sure to visit my website, chrisgrinrodpr.com, to learn more about our services and to hear some of the archived podcasts. I would actually love to feature you on a future podcast as well. Just reach out. I'm proud to say that all the podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of the Grinrod PR Podcast. We'll talk to you again with more stories, musical journeys, and opportunities to be seen and heard. <music>